0: As the Senior Bowl continues in Mobile, Alabama, we look at some names on the defensive side of the ball who may make sense as draft prospects for the Dolphins come April. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Tip of the cap to our Everyday's because it is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. To post your job for free, terms and conditions do apply. We are focused on the defensive side of the ball today. It is draft season. Uh, the shrine bowl, the senior bowl, uh, the all-star events for college prospects is well underway. And um we're gonna take a look at some of the names that I think Miami should look at defensively. And we're in this weird intersection where we're finding out that more people are interviewing for the Dolphins defensive coordinator position, including Ashula. That news came out. Uh, Don Shula's grandchild, Chris, is interviewing for the defensive coordinator position. He is uh, currently with the Los Angeles Rams as a defensive assistant. Uh, we have an interview with Coach Kiffin on – Friday, I believe, is is scheduled to be on Friday. He's the linebackers coach for the Houston Texans. So the Dolphins have a pretty expansive search going. And I I think when you have somebody that they ultimately settle on, maybe it'll give us some more tea leaves to what to expect to be different from perhaps the scheme that they played this year, if they're going to be of the same family, if there's going to be some ideological changes. But right now, uh, you kind of have to operate under the assumption that there's going to be some continuity between what the team did last year from a scheme perspective and where they're going. Uh, I, I do think it, it, it the foundation is here for this to be a highly successful unit year over year, and uh, I, I do think there's some upgrade opportunities in all three position rooms or, or levels of the defense, I should say, be it the first level, which is your defensive front, your linebackers, and your secondary, uh, there's upgrade opportunities. And there's some players that are down in Mobile that I'm keeping an eye on that um, I think makes some sense. And we're going to dive right into them here today on Locked on Dolphins. So let's start with the big kahuna, Tavandre Sweat. This is this is one of my dudes in this year's draft cycle. Uh, Tavandre Sweat is 360-plus, played at Texas, an absolute – monster of a human being and sweat is uh, another one of those interior defensive linemen who uh, we, we talk about leverage and we've talked about it with Raquan Davis as it as it being something that at times can be a little bit of a barrier to consistently playing with leverage at the point of attack but sweat is so overwhelmingly large and he is six foot four as compared to six six and a half so little bit more natural leverage in that regard and just so dense. He is nearly impossible to move. Now there's a conversation about positional value and three down ability that I think is worth having with a player like Tavandre Sweat that that may put a little bit of a glass ceiling on where he gets drafted. The Eagles most recently drafted Jordan Davis from University of Georgia as a supersized defensive tackle uh, in the top 15. Uh, because he went to the NFL Combine and he absolutely blew the doors off it with one of the best size-adjusted combines in recent history. And Tavondre Sweat won't do that, right? Like, let's make no bones about it. But uh, Jordan Davis, through his first two seasons, has played about 750 total defensive snaps across two seasons combined. 26 and 45% of snaps. So anytime you're in that stratosphere, that's about what Raquan Davis gives you, is about 45% of snaps. If that's your snap volume, naturally, the appetite to draft a player like that, particularly high, is a little bit more reduced. So uh, Sweat, somebody, I think from a skill set perspective, is probably a first-round skill set, but may very well end up going later in the draft because of positional value and the amount of snaps that he takes. Now, he's not alone. Uh, McKinley Jackson from Texas A&M is another big-bodied player. Uh, who I, I think pops quite a bit for his uh, physical dominance. Uh, he checked in at the senior bowl this year at six, one and a half, three hundred thirty-one 331 pounds. So this is, you're getting out of anatomical frame, doesn't give you any leverage. And now you're getting into bowling ball style <laughs> players, um, which is a, certainly a, a kind of body type that you see have success uh, for nose tackles and a gap defenders in the NFL. And I think Miami um regardless of what happens with Christian Wilkins, their nose tackle a gap defender situation is one that is in flux regardless because of the situation of is Now, if they wanted to go with a little bit more of a disruptive presence up front, somebody who could play in the B gaps, uh Braden Fisk, I really like he's from Florida State. I know that's hearsay for Miami, uh liking Florida State, but uh six foot three and a half, uh 295 pounds. Uh, pretty dynamic and athletic uh, B-gap to defender type of player. Michael Hall is another one from Ohio State. So these are just some names that you know, we're invoking that, that I have my eyes on uh, as the week unfolds, as the game unfolds, as the draft process unfolds uh, that I think have some appeal for what the Dolphins need more of or need differently up front along their defensive line. Uh, and obviously a lot of that is going to be dictated on the Dolphins' personnel decisions in the weeks ahead, which we wait eagerly for uh, with a lot of anticipation because there's a lot of talented players we're hoping the Dolphins can work things out with and and keep in the fray. But uh, we're going to shift our, our focus a little bit further into uh, the, the defense. We'll look at outside pass rushers and we'll look at linebackers next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn is a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, they may not have the time or resources they ideally would for the hiring process. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I, um, I know I've disclosed this earlier in the week, but I have been under the weather uh, all week. I've been locked in my office at home uh, as a result of uh, catching the latest COVID strain. And I will say, uh, that DoorDash has been the lifesaver for me uh, to make sure that I have my caffeinated beverages to keep me going so we can keep grinding tape and keep pushing through all these senior bowl practices. Uh, DoorDash is the way to make sure that whether you are at home sick, whether you're on the go and busy and want to get your favorite meals delivered for dinner, but you don't have time to go out to eat, uh, or if you want to get your favorite Local ingredients for your favorite tailgating recipe or Super Bowl party from your favorite local grocery store, DoorDash has it all available to you. So get prepared before game day. Stock up for your favorite appetizers, meals, dinners, groceries, you name it. With DoorDash, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, the terms do apply. So let's kick things outside. Look at the edge group. This isn't necessarily a huge pressing need for Miami, uh, but we are anticipating the team's going to move on from Emmanuel Agba There is some injuries between Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips that kind of leave the group in flux at the start of the year. And there's some names down here in in mobile that I think are, are potentially attractive fits. If the dolphins have the right amount of resources, if they address other needs appropriately, I'll tell you a name that's making waves down there this week from everybody that I've talked to is Darius Robinson from Missouri. And I remember I had Missouri, when I was working with the draft network as one of my regional assignments was the Missouri Tigers. I remember watching him and you watch and I, I thought he was a, a potential top 100 caliber prospect. And this was maybe two years ago and just, just based off the physical ability and he's gone down the mobile and he's been really, really impressive and he is a big visit like explosive player, but he's, he's also large. Uh, he checked in at six foot five, 286 pounds. So this is somebody who can line up inside shoulder inside shade on an offensive tackle. He can line up outside of the offensive tackle and he can line up from wide alignments. So if you're looking for the Emmanuel Agba body type and maybe a little bit more ceiling to tap into, it certainly seems like the last couple of years he slowed down a little bit with some of the injuries that he's had to, to recover from as he's as he's also gotten older. Uh, Darius Robinson from Missouri is in a I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going in the first round if he keeps up this pace throughout the entire pre draft process. So maybe not a, a value fit for Miami, but uh, certainly a name that you know if he was there on the board at the right stratosphere, I think could bring a lot of value for the some of the multiple fronts that Miami uh, is capable of running. If you're looking for a little bit more of a pure speed rusher, um Adisa Isaac from Penn State, 250-pound outside rush linebacker, is a name that has popped to me. I went to Penn State, very familiar with the Penn State program, and uh they always have explosive athletes on the edge. So I think that one of the challenges with them is they're not always necessarily the most – um well like densely built a lot of their pass rush players are are a little bit more undersized or high cut or lean lean framed um i think isaac somebody at 250 pounds checking in at at the senior bowl uh you get a little bit more confidence of okay like he's gonna be able to deal with the close quarters combat of rushing the passer a little bit better than some of these 235 pound guys that go out there and then once an offensive NFL offensive tackle puts my hands on and all my puts his hand on my frame, I'm going to get displaced and I'm going to get pushed off my spot. And I'm not going to be able to turn the corner with the same amount of success. Um, so Isaac's a name that, that I have kind of pegged as maybe more of a mid round option. And then a later round option that I, I like is, is Brennan Jackson from Washington state. I've seen him. I've had Washington state regionally during the time that I had with draft network as well. So, uh, as as far back as two years ago, I remember watching they've had a collection of a couple of defensive ends that aren't the biggest. They kind of played this untraditional defense where you're undersized, playing in the B gap at times, uh, kind of three, three, five stack type fronts. And he's, he's an active player. He has a hot motor and um, he, he certainly has some baseline physical attributes when you look at six foot four, 265 pounds, over 32 and a half inch arms. So he meets your, your baseline thresholds and he's a pretty good athlete. I think he played out of position at times relative to what he would play at the NFL level. Uh, so I'm going to continue to watch uh, the practice reps in Mobile and, and see how Brendan Jackson continues to do and, and hopefully see uh, that maybe a little bit more of a developmental type. That could make some sense for the Dolphins as well. Now you move to off ball linebacker. I've sung this dude's praises on drive time with Travis Wingfield. And I know Travis is probably beaming that I've got a Washington state Cougar that's been mentioned already. And there may or may not be another one coming Travis. So hang in there, buddy. Um, But if you move off ball, Peyton Wilson from North Carolina state is a monster. And I think the challenge that I have with Peyton Wilson for the Dolphins specifically is we're coming off of a season where so many players missed time. And players that you expected to miss time, missed time. Players that had injury histories from their past in college, missed time. Players that you expected to not have injury issues because they have given you no indication that they would have injury issues, missed time. It was like you kind of caught everything other than Tua Tonga Valoa and um, David Long, right? And you got a, a bigger sample size of Raheem Mostert in consecutive seasons than maybe uh, what his early stage career would have would have given you an indication that you were going to get. Peyton Wilson has some shoulder issues uh, that has cost him years of eligibility or has, has prompted him to have extra years of eligibility at NC State. And this is a first-round player on tape. And if you told me you get into the second day of the draft and a player like that sitting there staring you in the face, you'd have a real hard time kind of not taking the value. And I think that that's something that the Dolphins have done at times throughout this roster construction is they've taken good values. uh, But the values are values because of ancillary elements of their resume. In some cases that would include uh, their health history. And is that another kind of bet that you want to make this year, coming off of the season that you just had? I don't know. I don't have a good deal of confidence. I know you'd be flayed if you were Chris Greer one way or the other. If 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 you didn't draft him and he ends up being a stud, you'd get bludgeoned over the head for that. And if you drafted him and he got hurt, you'd be bludgeoned over the head for that too. So it's like a lose lose situation. But but what I do know is that his tape is out of this world good. Peyton Wilson. Now if you were um to to go with a different linebacker in mobile one name that i again going back to my experiences uh with draft network that i've i've studied in the past that has developed into a pretty nice player is JD Bertrand from uh Notre Dame and he's finished his career at Notre Dame with uh, 22 and a half tackles for loss and 5.5 and sacks over the last three seasons. Uh, he's been a starter for that entire stretch of time. Uh, some adequate play in space, but he's a, he's, he's a little bit more of a primary run defender type of player. So um, that is somebody who has popped to me historically in the past. Uh, Has been a productive player, has been good uh, getting downhill against the run, and I am hoping that the senior bowl can afford us some more looks at him as potentially being an all-around type of linebacker. Now we'll move to the secondary uh, to bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins to a close. i got a couple of corners, and i got a couple of safeties, including one that I am really ready to pound the table on as far as being an attractive option for Miami. That's next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins So stick with us. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it is you against the numbers, not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections. And if you correctly hit them all, you can watch the winnings roll in. A prize picks selection with six correct stat projections of more or less can win you 25 times your money. With prize picks. So if you like a little skin in the game, prize picks has got you covered with quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of player and stat types. Prize picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. And prize picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits to make sure that you are constantly staying in the game. Go to prizepicks.com slash on NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL. Use code on NFL for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. That is PrizePicks.com/slash/lockedonNFL. Use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to one dollars so corner is certainly not a group anybody wants to talk about being in need for Miami because they just invested their 51st overall pick last year in Cam Smith who played like five snaps defensively and everybody asked all season long what's the deal with Cam Smith well I think the departure from Vic Fangio and kind of the he said he said she said he said she said going on between Ron Jaworski on WIP in Philadelphia. Talk about how Dolphins players didn't want to work. They wanted a party. There were some Dolphins defensive players that, that were more focused on the nightlife in Miami. Uh, and, and then the uh, reports out of Miami that Vic and his old school approach uh, really wore on the assistant coaches and the players. It just people didn't get along, right? And it feels like Cam Smith certainly got rolled up in all of that he had his reaction to Vic to Vic fangio's departure on social media with the unlocked uh, keypad uh, emoji when that news came out seemingly indicating that he is now freed and ready to go um, but there are a couple corners that I think make some sense for Miami as far as stylistic fits uh, we Potentially, are looking at a departure from Xavier Howard as a post-June 1st cut for salary cap purposes and uh, long-term viability. You could save $18.5 million against the cap post-June 1st if you were to move on from Xavier Howard. So, it, it certainly would not assume that corner is just going to be status quo. And let's be honest, Caterco, who I didn't think played, I know we're waiting to do the, the defensive back performance, but Caterco, who didn't have the season that I think we all thought he was capable of having. So I think Kalen King is the first one for me. He um, entered into this season as one of my favorite corner prospects in the draft. And he didn't necessarily have like this bona fide season. He's 5'11", 190 pounds, uh, not the longest corner, but he has probably the, the top tier foot quickness and speed and reactive click and close ability. Uh, of all the corners in this year's class in general. And anytime you got a player who has that trigger ability in space, whether the Dolphins are going to go with Leslie Frazier and they're going to play a lot more off coverage, or if they're going to go with um, th- trying to reassess the nickel position, like uh, transitional quickness in space is, is par- a paramount and premium uh, defensive back tool. And I think it's one of the things that Eli Apple was missing and again, I think Eli Apple had a better season than, than maybe some Dolphins fans uh, remember just because there's been some low moments and big opportunities. Uh, Eli Apple, I think, was probably behind Jalen Ramsey, your second best tackling and run support perimeter corner on the roster. He's certainly better than X. So um, King has that appetite about him. He's not a big guy for corners. Uh, but he is somebody who, if you can see it happening and see it unfolding, and you have that transitional quickness, that's a, a quality that I really tend to gravitate towards to as a talent evaluator. Uh, the other Washington State Cougar, so go ahead, Travis Wingfield, go off, have yourself a day. Uh, Chow Smith-Wade, and he may or may not have texted me asking me about Chow Smith-Wade earlier in the week. Uh, Travis, uh, who's of course the godfather here on Locked on Dolphins, uh, has had a really nice week in mobile thus far through the first two two days of practices um 510 187 nickel player undersized doesn't have a lot of length but man from a coverage perspective he's had some outstanding plays this week in the one-on-ones with the wide receivers so uh, that's a name that i didn't know a lot about coming into the week but has popped throughout the course of this week that i'm going to be looking at a little closer uh, as we continue to move forward from here, at safety, uh, I'll shout out Bo Braid from Maryland. This is like a 210 pound safety, uh, pretty versatile player. But the one who I really, really like for Miami is Cole Bishop. Uh, Cole Bishop is a tackling machine. He is six foot two, 210 pounds. And if you want to get an idea for what Cole Bishop can do, turn on the Florida Gators tape from this past season. And watch how all over the place this dude was. Now you have Deshaun Elliott on an expiring contract. So do you bring him back? Do you not bring him back? You have Javon Holland coming in the last year of his deal. I would love to see Javon Holland get moved around a little bit. If you're going to go with big safety stuff, move Javon Holland down into the the nickel or the second level of defense. He did that a ton at Oregon. I would love to see some more flexibility with the back seven, but to do that, you need to have a third safety. And Brandon Jones was the third safety this past year. Uh, Expiring contract, I don't think he'll be back. Uh, I think Brandon has a a little bit more of a narrow scope for his pathways to success. He's a good blitzer. He's a good box player. But angles in space, I think, were an area that he struggled at all season long. And there was some added yardage after the catcher, after contact, or in space uh, as a result of some of the angles that Brandon took. So, uh, Bishop is a really, really good from depth tackler and pursuit player. And he's a bigger player. And all of that adds up to me as a really attractive option for Miami to keep their eyes on as well. Now, we have lots of this process left in the pre draft process. Uh, we've got a lot that has to unfold. We have the Senior Bowl game itself on Saturday. So, uh, this is kind of just the introductory phases of this part of the discussion for the offseason, which I'm looking forward to diving into head first. Uh, You can follow along. We will be on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. That is going to do it for me here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. And I'll be back again tomorrow for more Miami Dolphins talk.